The buck starts here. Moneyline with Matt McCall. Welcome to Moneyline. This is Matt McCall. Thanks for joining. It's Friday. It is May something. 21st, uh, wrapping up the week. Uh, we're going to do a very quick uh, money line today. Uh, we'll be back at it next week, but we just want to get something quick out there. Uh, I know my followers uh, and fans want to know what's going on with the market, get a quick update. Uh, as you can see, uh, you probably can't tell, but I'm down in Nicaragua at the uh, southern office uh, for me down here for the next couple of months and just setting it up. So that's why I'm outside doing it. We haven't set up the uh, camera and stuff inside as of yet for the new studio. But I just wanted to touch here really quick on uh, what's going on. Uh, with the markets, uh, you know, Tuesday was a bit of a, of, of a crazy uh, day. Uh, I remember waking up, uh, going for a run and uh, coming back and all of a sudden Bitcoin's at 30,000. Uh, the Dow's down 400 points pre-market. Uh, it looks to me like uh, this was maybe uh, the, the, uh, <laughs> the time to throw in a towel. But because I've been doing this for so long, when I got that pit in my stomach, uh, I also knew that, okay, listen, this is not the time to be throwing it a towel. If anything, uh, this would be a time to take a deep breath, walk away, uh, or if you take a little bit of risk, maybe it's time to do some buying. And I could tell that day, and really the, the first couple of days of this week, the, by the amount of, and this is very uh, unsophisticated, let's say, uh, gauge that I use for short-term bottoms and markets, and tops even, but much better for bottoms. That occurs when the amount of emails that come into me, uh, the amount of calls I get, um, and, and my team asking me about ideas, scared, uh, not not you know not knowing what happens next. Uh, it feels like there's no end in sight to the selling. Uh, it feels like everything that you've worked for is gone. Uh, it feels like all your strategies that you've built over the years no longer work. It is a absolutely normal feeling to have. I've been doing this for over 20 years. And there are times that I feel that way sometimes, that I think to myself, what am I doing? Why am I in this business? But at the same time, you know, as I've always called this, I've always called it the crisis and then there's opportunity. Within crisis, there lies opportunity. And I'm not calling what happened earlier this week a crisis, uh, but some people might have felt to them like it was a crisis. So we have to um, acknowledge how other people feel and how they react to the market. So they may have felt that a crisis was uh, occurring in their portfolio and uh, they may have panicked. And I, I, you know, people tend to panic when there's uncertainty. People tend to panic when they're in areas uh, that were not um, planned. Um, and, and, you know, maybe the pullback in Bitcoin is a great example of that, where it wasn't, they, they weren't planning on it pulling back to 30,000. It kind of hit them out of nowhere. Uh, they weren't, uh, planning on a senior portfolio go like this and they weren't ready for it so that makes them feel uneasy and there's this uncertainty because they don't know where the next day lies uh, will the uh, prices of stocks or bitcoin or whatever it might be that, that we're talking about will it get better the next day maybe most likely long term yes but when you're in the midst of that and your human emotions are going nuts your first inclination most times is to make a stupid decision. Um, and in this situation for people, that decision, hastily decision, let's call it, was most likely hitting a sell button when cryptos were getting crushed, when tech stocks have gotten hit the last couple of months. But, you know, the good news is, you know, I got my little computer over here, so I'm, that's what I'm staring at when I look over here. The good news is, though, 
Uh, again, Bitcoin came all the way down to 30,000, came back up to 40 and change. It's right around 40,000 now. And um, that's a, if you think about that, it went from 30 to 42 in a matter of like 24 hours, less than 24 hours. So that's a, that's a 12, uh, 12% gain, which would be 40% or 12, sorry, $12,000 gain, which would be a 40% gain. So you saw a big snapback. And when I'm talking about these, these growth in these tech stocks, uh, and not only just tech, just growth and innovation, let's call it. Sometimes they're healthcare and other stuff. One gauge that I've been using as of late is the ARK Innovation ETF, A-R-K-K. Because you look at the top holdings of that, and it's a lot of stocks that, that I like in, in those top 10 holdings. So in those top 10, it's a good indicator uh, of really how the, uh, the, the companies that most likely will lead uh, what I call the roaring 2020s. Uh, and, and that's going to be the amazing rest of this decade that's ahead of us that I feel is going to be similar to the 1990s. So we look at ARKK. It was down below $100 a share. Right now, uh, it's about 108. So it's about 10% or so off the bottom. Still has a ways to go. It's around 145, 150, um, about January, February timeframe. So I, it does have a ways to go. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this, this is over and things are back to normal. What I am saying is, I do feel like we had a bit of a capitulation earlier this week when for the first time in a while we saw many, many asset classes getting hit. We saw obviously cryptos get crushed. Uh, we saw uh, the tech stocks continue to have some selling. We saw ESP, the big names. We even saw the Dow that day, as I mentioned earlier, the futures were down 400 points. So that to me is a huge indication of everybody throwing a towel of every asset class. So as tough as that was that morning, keep in mind, we really rallied back in the stock market that day. I think we closed about flat on the day, or just slightly down, less than less than one tenth percent on the on the Nasdaq. So very very big snapback, and that leaves what we call tails, uh, these long tails on on, a, on the Japanese candlestick charts that we use, uh, and and that typically if that's followed by a couple up days, the confirmation, uh, you will most likely see a short term bottom. But yeah, again, I I don't know if stocks. <laughs> Clearly, the uh, birds behind me do not agree with me, um, or maybe they do agree. Maybe they bought on the dip. Who the hell knows? But you know, a lot of times uh, when when that happens, you have the follow through, the big tail, you have follow through. It will lead to uh, higher prices in the near term. Again, I don't know if uh, the innovation, let's call it, you know, for back of a better word, stocks that, that we like to invest in, uh, fall again back down below the lows that they had uh, of earlier this week, late last week. Uh, or is it time for them to rally back another 20 or 30 percent just to get back to kind of where they were in February, March? I, I think both are likely, um, or both could happen. I think the more likely is that we didn't find a bottom because we have so many of these stocks that have just gotten beaten down to levels that are now extremely attractive again. And I talk about this often, folks. It's the pendulum. That pendulum tends to swing from extreme to extreme. And looking back on it in hindsight, yeah, some of these stocks were trading at extremely high valuations in January and February. They then swung back, but instead of swinging back down to, let's say, ARK Innovation pulls back from, I think it was like 148 was the higher. So, oh no, actually, I take that back. The high was like one, almost 160, uh, high 150. So let's call it 160. It pulls all the way back to, let's say, 120. That's still a decent pullback, and that's probably where it could, should have been if the pendulums came to where it should be, a little bit to this side. Instead, it goes extreme. And that extreme can be extreme for a short, a short while. And what you have to remember is that stock markets are, or can be, irrational in the short term. But in the long term, folks, stock markets are not irrational. 
they're not necessarily efficient, like a lot of people say, but they're not irrational because there's things that we look for. For the stocks that I try to find, I'm looking for stocks that have three things. And that if you have these three, the odds of you having that stock, that company, be higher in the five to 10 years ahead are extremely good. One, growth of revenue, sales, top line. Obviously, we need to have that. Two, growing the bottom line, earnings. And some of the companies we invest in don't have any profitable earnings yet, but you have to have what I always call that path to profitability. So if we're looking out five years or more, we have to give an estimate that it has a path that it will turn profitable in that time frame and that it is increasing the, the bottom line. And number three that a lot of people overlook, and this is this is a, a, kind of leads to the first two I talked about, and that is uh, increasing uh, their market share. And that's great because if you increase market share, you by default then typically increase sales. And kind of 3A is you want to be in a market, in a segment, in a trend that is a big TAM, total addressable market. You want to be in an area where that's growing too. Great example, electric vehicles. Electric vehicles we know is a growing uh, industry. We know there's going to be more demand for electric vehicles uh, every year going forward for the next decade or more, probably a lot much more. So that's that's good. Then we want to try and find a company that's growing market share. We want to find a company that's growing top line. We want to find a company that's growing bottom line. And, you know, I have a, f a few. I'm not going to share them with you right now, uh, but I have a few that, that meet that, and I love it. Uh, and at some point in the future, I will share those with you. But, man, I... I I see this and, and I see that opportunity. And that's just one really easy example, but I can give you many, many examples of that. And those are the kind of companies that have gotten beaten up. And uh, if you take a look here, there's an ETF, I'm just using this without naming names. Um, uh, this actually has held up really well, believe it or not. Drive, the Global X Autonomous Electric Vehicles ETF. It's actually held up really well, much better than I thought. I uh, hit an intraday high in February of about 29, let's call it. It's at 26.68 right now, so it's it's actually held up really well. Um, but my point is, a lot of the stocks in there, and I can see kind of what's in there, have pulled back um, quite a bit, and that gives you these opportunities to really buy. I mean, I mean, look at some great opportunities to buy. Um, let me see if I can find another one here. There's a couple ETFs and, and they all these goofy names. Uh, there's another one that symbols cars, K-A-R-S. This is the Crane Shears Electric Vehicles and Future Mobility Index ETF. Um, this one pulled back a little bit more. So this is one a great example. But th th this was around 48 or so, pulled down to 38. Now it's at 41. Uh, I, again, this is a trend that I don't see ending. I prefer buying individual stocks, as you all know, versus ETFs, because I don't want the basket of all the stuff that's in there that I don't want. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's what you have to look for and, uh, start nibbling on stocks down here. Again, I don't know if this is a short-term bottom in tech stocks. I feel like it is. I, I think the odds are good. Uh, and that's why I wouldn't go full blown putting money into it right now. Every bit of cash you have, but what I would do is you start nibbling little by little. And I, I, I was talking with people the other day and I said, I would much rather pay a little more for the stock in a situation, a situation like this, because I don't want to try and catch the bottom. But if a stock comes down and builds a base, starts working its way up, let it confirm that's coming back up. If it does that, man, your odds of, of picking a winner are so much higher. So for me, I, I think that that's the route that I would personally take. Um, and I, again, I think there's tons of opportunities here. But because it's hot and the sun's about to start hitting me here uh, and we're having a huge swell today, 
I'm going to get out uh, and see what's going on. And uh, I hope everybody's a great, safe, happy weekend. Uh, I'll be back uh, Tuesday. Hopefully, I'm going to try to get the whole setup in there. It's, it's, it didn't quite work out like I wanted to. A lot of wires being connected. And uh, if anybody knows me, I can't connect wires very well. Uh, I'm going to stick to my stocks. Uh, so, all right. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much. I'm Matt McCall. And that was your money line. The money line with Matt McCall. Matt McCall. To find more information, head over to McCallMoneyWire.com. That's McCallMoneyWire.com. <laughs>